Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Tagenda, your weekly plus recap of the pop culture shit you need to know so that you're not boring. My name is Tatenda and I'm your host, so let's hop to it. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of The Tagenda. I am Tatenda, your host, and I am so excited to be back. You know, we took a little bit of a pause because I made a lot of under-the-hood changes to this podcast. So hopefully things like consistent branding and um, audio quality and having the podcast only show up once wherever you get your podcast and having this podcast appear in way more directories is a thing. I'm so proud of me. I'm so happy for you. But these things took a little time. We had to do a little bit of studying. And so, you know, I I do actually pride myself as a technological virtuoso. I'm not a coder, but I can figure things out. And so it took me a while to figure things out. Podcast hosting. Who knew? You can't just like talk into a mic. You got to do other shit, too. So here we are. We're in a better agenda. We're in a better place. And I'm hoping that you're going to really enjoy the improvements of this podcast. Um, The other thing that improvements lead to is this podcast is still not being cheap. So if you would like to support the pod, you are encouraged, welcome to please go to our Patreon. I have it linked in the show notes. You can also go to thetagenda.com and become a friend, a friend of the pod, three bucks a month, three bucks a month for like the coolest content you'll ever listen to. Maybe not ever, but I have a lot of confidence in myself. So that's what we're going to say. If you'd like to become a bestie of the pod, six dollars a month and I will put in some more new long form content just for the besties on Patreon so there are already two pieces there very interesting I would love for you to listen to them so please support the pod but also welcome to the end of July things are turning to August I feel like you know the last time we spoke the men were really losing their minds and while they haven't completely cooled it we're gonna we're gonna turn away we got to give them a minute to to regroup Kiki Palmer is just thriving. I have not seen mention of that mm, baby daddy in a minute, which is exciting to see. But for the most part, the men seem to be back to normal, which still isn't great. But you know what? I'll take what I can get. And we're just going to hop in. It's going to be a fun one. We got a lot of joyous, joyous news, except for the sads, which are very sad. So let's get into those. The sads. On July 16th, Jane Birkin passed away, and I'll be honest, I only knew of Jane Birkin as the inspiration behind the infamous Birkin bag of Hermes. Um, It's the bag that you have to get on a wait list to get. You have to purchase other things at Hermes. They cost like $20,000 minimum, maybe $10,000 minimum. So, you know, it's an expensive bag, but I didn't know much else about her. So when she passed away, I thought, let me go do some research, and this woman's life was fascinating. She was a French-British actress. Um, she mainly worked in the 60s and after her acting career, she became a very big philanthropist. So she worked for Amnesty International. She did a lot of work on HIV AIDS, um, research and just advocacy for patients so that they were better integrated in society because if we remember well many of us don't remember but way back in the 80s and 90s when it was still a new disease there was a lot 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 of stigma around being around people with HIV touching people with HIV which is ridiculous 
but it was a new disease and people didn't know. And so she did a lot of activism to help integrate people with HIV and ha- let them have less stigma, advocate for research, um, which is pretty great for people at that time. She also was just vehemently anti-Nazi. So she really um, campaigned against Marie Le Pen in 2017 and all of her cohort of Nazis in France. So um, she lived a fascinating life. And then I started to read a little bit more about the Birkin bag and how it came to be. So she was known for carrying this really giant straw bag that kind of had an open top. And I guess one of her husbands ran it over. And so she didn't have a plastic or her straw bag, not plastic straw bag anymore. But she was seated next to um, the lead designer of Hermes in the 80s. And all the shit fell out of her bag on a plane. And he was then inspired to create a big luxury bag for her that could fit all of her stuff and not have it fall off if it fell over in a plane. Don't we all wish that could be us? Like, I don't know how many people I've sat down next to a plane and had all my shit fall out of my bag. It's happened many times. I travel a lot. And now, you know, I I implement bags with zippers unless I am going to, you know, the beach or like a Caribbean island. I should probably find a bag with a zipper that's like straw-like. Anyway, I digress. So Jane Birkin, she passed away. Um, We don't know of what causes, but she was quite old. She survived leukemia back in the early 2000s, and she lived a really full and rich life, and I'm just grateful that she existed, and I'm really glad I took the time to get to know a little bit more about her. I hope this was a little interesting story for you all. This week, we lost a legend, Tony Bennett, American singer, just one of the most prolific careers we could possibly imagine. And the discourse around this has been interesting because a lot of younger folk only know Tony Bennett as, you know, the cool old guy who performed with Lady Gaga a lot. And again, much like Jane Birkin, I knew of Tony Bennett. I've listened to many, many, many of his songs, but who was Tony Bennett? And his life is fascinating. It's almost as if he lived five different lives. So Tony Bennett was born Anthony Dominic Benedetto in 1926. And a few interesting facts about Tony Bennett. He was drafted in World War II, like the man fought in World War II. He came back and he used the GI Bill to go to theater school and from theater school developed a talent and started singing and became extremely successful. He met the right business partners. He produced many albums um, right after World War II, so I think in the 40s, 50s, 60s, and became basically a household name. Um, But he was really bad with money, and um, the 60s into the 70s were not a good time for him. And so he ended up... I mean, he had an IRS lien. He he was broke. He had no money. He wasn't paying his taxes. And he fell into a depression. And he nearly overdosed on cocaine in the 70s. And to give folks, it's a lot of cocaine. This is not like fentanyl shit we have today where like, whoops, and you're dead. Like, this is a lot of cocaine he had to use in one sitting to overdose, okay? or And almost die. So um, after that, he reached out to his sons, one of whom was like, I'm not that good at music, but I am good at business. And they started from the bottom up and his son was able to help him get his finances straight, think really strategically about how to relaunch his career, helped him get back with some of his music partners and let him create the music that he wanted to create and stay true to himself and just kept introducing him strategically to new audiences over time. So even into the 80s, 90s, he was doing appearances on MTV. He was going to late night. He was doing Howard Stern Radio, all of these things, while still maintaining his old school jazz 
musicality and really staying true to himself. And so I find that it's the most (laughs) normal thing about his career is that in his later albums, he partnered with Lady Gaga because his team was really good about making sure that his classic sound was introduced to new audiences knowing that it would be beloved. It's it's really a fascinating, fascinating life that he's lived across, you know, several, several decades. And so we lost a legend. But, you know, as you may be familiar, towards the end of his life, he was really struggling with memory, but music was the one thing that he could come back to. So while he may not be able to, was not able to remember, you know, his day to day or maybe his family members around him, he could still perform and sing songs. And so he was just an incredible artist. And I found his life to be just incredibly inspiring. And I hope you take a few minutes to read about it because again, like I've, I've learned so much in researching this podcast for today and learning more about Tony Bennett. So may he rest in peace. And I hope that we all can listen to a little bit of his music and, and really just sit in his glory, like just listen to a good song or two and read a little bit about him. Time for the goss. Let's get into some joy. Let's get into some happiness. Let's start off the goss with some births. On July 11th, Naomi Osaka and her baby daddy Corday announced that they had a baby girl. Congratulations to the two of you. And another congratulations that I am just so excited to offer because, you know, I was really questioning if we would be able to congratulate this woman on anything because it really was looking like she might not make it back in the early 2000s and 2010s and mid 2010s. So I'm just so excited to say congratulations to Lindsay Lohan and I believe it's her husband, Better Shamas, for the birth of their son. They announced this on July 17th. Very exciting. Um, Some of my favorite people were born on July 17th, including my dad. So, you know, it's a good day to be born. And I'm just so excited that Lindsay was able to become healthy enough to procreate and have a happy lifestyle and move past the very messy teens, 20s, early 30s. I'm just truly grateful because I'm always that person that roots for I root for the women. I root for the girls, even when it doesn't seem like it should be making any sense, even when they keep going back to rehab. I keep rooting for them. And so I'm so happy that she's been able to get here. And I hope she's able to stay happy and healthy and be a wonderful mama. Congratulations, Lindsay. Pivoting from births to divorces. So we're taking a hard left, but you got to know that Sofia Vergara and Joe Manganiello, I can never say his last name correctly, but the super hot werewolf from True Blood, if you remember that HBO show from, you know, what was it? 2010-ish. Anyway, they're getting divorced It seems to be amicable. There have been rumblings for a while, so they finally announced it. And, you know, I I hope they both are able to move on. And hi, Joe. This is the Tagenda. DM me. Now, this divorce is really just rocking the gossip news. I'm still trying to piece together the pieces, but here's what we know. So, last week, news broke that Ariana Grande and her husband, Dalton Gomez, were divorcing after two years of marriage. That... Isn't really, you know, all that surprising. Celebrities get married and divorced all the time. We want Ariana Grande to find love. However, apparently she already has again with her Wicked co-star. Now her Wicked co-star, we just learned maybe over the weekend recently that he is allegedly now separated from his wife who was his high school sweetheart and had birthed a child earlier this year. Ariana Grande and this co-star Ethan Slater met on this production. Ethan Slater had seemed to be 
in a happy marriage. Now, both of their camps are claiming that they did not get together until after both of them were separated. I'm calling bullshit. That don't make sense. And just so you know, Ethan Slater was in the role of SpongeBob SquarePants. So taking on the La La Kent um, of it all, the SpongeBob SquarePants. He literally is SpongeBob SquarePants, okay? And I'm confused aesthetically by this relationship, but, you know, people's personalities rise above. However, are are these two so in love that they had to do what they did to their spouses? Because there is no way you can tell me that this man who had a child earlier this this year, earlier this year, this year is barely halfway through, was all of a sudden just like, mm, I'm very, very unhappy. Let me separate from my wife when I don't even have a one-year-old baby. And Ariana, who is still like kind of a newlywed, is like, mm, bye, after spending so much time with her SpongeBob SquarePants Wicked co-star. So, you know, we're keeping tabs. Um, apparently, Ethan Slater's wife put up a post that said, Ariana Grande, <laughs> like, Basically, she didn't tag him, but was like, um, Ethan Slater's still married. Well, so is she. So, uh, you know, the timing's a little sus. Timing's a little sus. Good luck, PR people. Good luck with this one. Um, yeah. Miss Britney Spears has been doing the most. She released a new song last Friday. It's called Manjo Business, and that is the only lyric of the song. Um, and she announced that she is releasing a memoir, her words, her story, her her version um, on October 24th. I am so glad that Brittany is back and working. I feel like a heretic saying this, though. I, I, I listened to this song a few times. I tried to get into it. Um, and that was difficult for me. However, I also am going to do what the song says and mind my business. So, well, I am, Brittany. Congratulations on your new music. I'm so happy for you. And as far as what happened with that song, I'm going to mind my business. Can't wait to read Brit Brit's book. I will buy it and support her. Congratulations. On July 18th, Gigi Hadid was arrested in the Grand Cayman Islands for possession of marijuana. Her team is telling us that she bought that marijuana legally in New York. I guess they didn't realize it was illegal in the Grand Cayman Islands. And she was arrested, pled guilty, paid $1,000, and then left the country. No big deal. I think it was a story because she got arrested, but I think it's a stupid thing to get arrested for. I don't understand why we're arresting people over marijuana in this day and age. I guess I respect the Grand Cayman Islands for their laws, so whoops. You can't take your weed to countries that don't allow it. She should be very lucky that this was the Grand Cayman Islands and not a broke-down palace situation over in southeastern Europe. Um, I can also imagine that her mother was very unhappy when her younger sister was caught with weed. <laughs> um, Yolanda, her mother, was on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and was very, very displeased um, and left. <laughs> I believe she publicized a note that she gave to um, Gigi's younger sister, Bella, and I, it's very funny. So anyway, um, poor Gigi. I think she's in bigger trouble with her mother than the law, and I'm grateful for that. And um Live on, girl. Keep doing what you got to do. Life's hard. Smoke a little weed. It's all good, as long as it's legal. And so we're going to end with the best news that happened since we last spoke. Vanderpump Rules was nominated for two Emmys, one for editing, one for outstanding reality show. I'm so thrilled. They deserved it. 
I just feel like 10 years of viewing has come to the culmination where finally the academies are recognizing the gold that is Vanderpump Rules that they had been serving to us for a decade. And while we're talking about Vanderpump Rules, people have really been losing their shit on Sheena the last week because she was in a photo with Tom Sandoval and the rest of the cast. And people are claiming that she's all of a sudden turned on Ariana and she's a terrible friend for taking a photo with a fan. Y'all need to calm the fuck down. Calm the fuck down. We don't know what was said. We don't know what happened. She took a photo with a fan. She was gracious. I, have you never worked with someone you hate? It is exhausting. And I cannot imagine of all the people I've worked with who I do not like, still to this day in many cases, like someone harassing me because I was in a photo with them. Like, yeah. And the thing about me is if I don't like you, you probably know. So of all the people that I have had to like work with and endure who I can't fucking stand and stand in photos with them and like do the thing. If I had people yelling at me about having to do that when like I've also been throwing down in the workplace, letting it known that like I don't like you and you kind of suck. I would be exhausted. I would be upset. I'd probably be in angry tears. So, you know, I'm just here to say I support Sheena. I stand with Sheena. Justice for Sheena. Gosh, everyone just gives her such a hard time and she's one of my favorites. She just doesn't mean any harm. Leave her be. All right? Leave Sheena alone. Anyway, congratulations, Pump Rules, on your Emmy. I'm so excited. And that's it, folks. You know, this was an interesting one to record. I feel like some of... Some of my thoughts really did meander. It wasn't as tight as I thought it could be, but you know, it's the truth. It's my truth this morning. This pod may be coming out a little bit later because I am behind getting it to my lovely editor. So if you get this on Wednesday, we're going to love it. We're going to roll with it. It's going to be a thing we do because I care more about getting your content in a more timely fashion than perfect. You know what? Done is better than perfect. So I'm just so happy to be able to share with you the goth. I hope you liked this. I hope I hope that you have a magical week. I hope that it's great. I'm excited to hang out with you next Agenda Tuesday, which will be next week. And I hope you have a magical, magical end of the week. I hope everything goes your way. XOXO. Love you, besties. Bye.